What you're listening to right now is the sound of my refrigerator at 1 a.m. on a Sunday. A bit bizarre, you might think to yourself, but also maybe a bit beautiful. A gentle, ever-present hum that reminds me that my kimchi is resting at an appropriate temperature. The swan song of an appliance whose defunct company headquarters have likely been turned into three-bedroom apartments or contemporary art studios. But this melodic reverberation is more than that. It's more than just a sound piece fitting neatly into the soundscape of my flat. And no, this isn't my favorite sound, but it is one I love to hear going on outside my bedroom door at any hour of the day. A reminder that this home is alive. That there really is no such thing as the dead silence of night. This whir is just another instance of sounds all around us that we may not give a second thought to until we've gotten out of bed for our late night pee and sitting there on the toilet become conscious once again of not only its constant refrigeration mechanisms, but that it too is here with us, making noise, a sound we notice that others hardly pay attention to. These are the sounds of ourselves. Sounds of Ourselves is an intimate look into the sounds that we love, what they mean to us, and what they can teach us about not only the people that love them, but also the communities they inhabit. Each episode is an introspective into one individual, a deep dive into the soundscape of their lives, with focus given to a sound or sounds they love. Today, we speak to someone who not only has a lot to say, but about whom there can maybe be said even more. She's a dog trainer, an auto-body detailer, a frog connoisseur, and importantly, she's one of my sisters, Giovanna. You keep on searching. When you asked me that question, I didn't even need to think about it. I already knew because I say it literally all the time that like my favorite sound in the entire world is in an airplane, the overhead compartments closing. That is the absolute greatest sound in the entire world. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. This is the captain speaking. Uh, just about ready to depart. We should be away on schedule in the next couple of minutes or so. Flight time will be nine hours and 40 minutes. We'll eventually reach a cruising altitude. And sometimes in like everyday life, you'll hear a sound that's like similar to that. And it just like, it brings me home. I love it. It's so perfect. But it's really only like that actual satisfying sound of like being on an airplane and just closing them. So good. Do you like, like, just because, you know, when you're boarding, right? Uh-huh. And then it's sort of towards the end of the boarding, 
you know, you'll hear, you'll, you'll hear like one and then you'll hear another. Or do you like when the air just goes down and she just boom, boom, boom? I think that that's a really rare situation because I think that a lot of the time, like most of the time people will close them like one by one, you know? And so her going boom, boom, boom is not, it's not that common because sometimes they'll be like every other one will be like closed. So it really doesn't matter to me. I just like hearing any, whether it's a lot of them or just one of them, just any time it closes the good noise. What do you like, what is it about that sound that you like? I think it's probably what it means. I mean, like you said, people's sounds, their favorite sounds mean a lot, show a lot about a person. And so like, look at my life, look at what we've done, look at what the most meaningful parts of my life have been going to Slovakia every year, you know? So it definitely just shows that was a big significant part of my life and I miss it and I love it. And I love traveling and I've always loved airplanes. You know, I used to want to be one of those little stewardesses. I think I'm too short. Ladies and gentlemen, we do thank you very much for your attention. And now we invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the takeoff. The captain has made tower communications available. So if you'd like Still, to <laughs> like monitor the air traffic. An airplane is like home to me. I'm sure that there's a little bit of a connection like with the nostalgia of it, that that sound means something bigger. It's also just like a really good sound. I feel like it's not a bad noise. No, I, I agree. It's like a it's like a nice hard click. Like everything yeah. is like everything is sort of in place where it yep. should be and nothing is gonna and like solid. Come, yeah. And nothing is gonna like come loose. Are there any other sounds in the airplane that you also like? Because they would also be sort of tied to this experience that you're talking about. I think I like any noise in an airplane. Like if I'm thinking about airplane noises right now, I can hear the of the seatbelt sign that's a good noise that like signifies being on an airplane but i think it's not really like that awesome super duper great sound it's mostly just like i don't know it's not as good as that click you know like that click is just very so good so loud and just fantastic i'm curious why that sound is so significant to you and not say the uh fasten seatbelt sign or the lavatory is closing, or the the air, the telecom thing. I don't know. I can't describe it other than the fact that it's just a good, a good noise. You know, like it's just it's just satisfying click. You know, it's not it's not the same as a ding or or any of that because a ding. I don't know. I mean, a ding is pretty. That seatbelt ding is pretty unique, but just that I don't know what it is. Every time I hear something that remotely even sounds like it, or if I'm watching a movie and I see or hear them cooking all those things. I just, I love it. What are the other sounds in your everyday that sound like that overhead click? Sometimes, and I don't know if maybe it's my brain thinking, just being like, oh, that kind of sounds like that. So now I'm thinking about it and now it sounds more like it. But just like sometimes, you know, one of those rolly cabinets, if you close that like the right way, it kind of sounds like it. Or sometimes like a car door maybe. I don't know. There, it's hard to think of examples, but I definitely do just kind of randomly hear things that remind me of it. But you wouldn't say that you like actively seek out this sound. Like you wouldn't go to YouTube and click overhead click just so you like feel something. No, I don't think I would do that. 
it's just it has to come naturally you know because then it takes away the happiness of it if you want to get into like a deeper question do you think that your love for this sound is connected to something like much larger in your life when you think about like why do you like this sound versus say the sound of the ocean or some sort of weird song i think it's because of the flexibility of what that sound means you know the sound of the ocean, if I loved that sound, it would probably be like, because I love traveling to Florida, you know, all that stuff. But this is like, I love traveling. And for the most of my life, traveling has meant family. But there have been other times where traveling didn't necessarily mean going to family, but it still meant going to a new destination that I enjoyed a lot. So I think that it just means unknown like unknown destination, just the fact that you're not home, you're traveling, you know, I just, I really enjoyed every part of like being in an airport and on an airplane. If I have a seven hour layover, that's amazing. I love it. So this sound is connected to sort of like familial feelings for you. Travel and family. And you say it's like a comforting sound. Yeah, it is. But also exciting. Yeah. So positive feelings. Yeah, all good feelings. And because you're a little shorter, you know, so do you ever try to like jump up on the seat and try to like do the click yourself or do you like it when other people do it instead? I don't think I've ever actually been able to reach it. No, you don't. Because like I'll jump on the seat because I can't reach it and I'll just jump on the seat and get it Uh, on the bigger airplanes, like the cross Atlantic ones. I can't mm-hmm. reach it. So I jump on the seat or I like boost myself up on the seat and I hit it. But like on Ryanair, like those airplanes are small, so I can hit those. I think the only time that I would have been in a situation where I was alone, because like if you're with your family, they probably would just close it for you, you know. But when I was traveling back from Slovakia by myself, I think I had one check bag and one backpack, so I didn't need to put anything up there. So I didn't need to close it. But I also think that I probably wouldn't close it because I don't need to do it. I, the noise is going to happen no matter what. It doesn't need to be done by me. And I probably wouldn't jump up on the seat to close it because people are usually pretty nice on airplanes. So someone would definitely close it for me because there have been times where someone gives me my luggage from the top. Like just someone next to me will always hand me my luggage. Yeah, actually, now that I'm, when I think about it, I don't think I've ever really, pro- I mean, I'm sure I've done it before, but like in recent memory, because I've flown, yeah. I don't know, three or four times recently. I don't think I've ever yep. closed it because like, I'm always like one of the first people on the airplane. You know, I put all my stuff, right. I'm not going to, you know, it's never. Even full. if you were the last one, someone else is going to close it. Yeah. Or they're going to like rearrange the bags or someone's going to yeah. take some. I guess or that makes sense. Try people open them after you anyway because they want to put their luggage up there and then they have to find out that there's nothing up there, you know. But right. I don't yeah. need to be the one making the noise. It's just it's gonna happen no matter what. And it's really hard to miss on an airplane. It's like the only noise you're hearing there. And that's a great feeling. When was the last time you you heard that noise? I don't when I went to Florida, probably. I mean, I'm sure I've heard it in like movies and stuff, but um yeah, I went to Florida in March. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But you also said that you notice it in sound, like you notice it in things that aren't I do. an overhead bin. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of examples, but uh, I can't, it's really hard off the top of my head. Um, you said car doors. Yeah, sense. like some sometimes, but it really depends. 
Does it depend on the car? Because I mean, you like you hear car doors shut all day, every day. Yeah, but that's also like a good noise. I do like that that noise. I don't know. That's not the best example, but I really can't think of another good example. Is a car door well, shutting? Uh-huh. Like toolboxes. I'm trying to think of things with like really good latches because that's pretty much what produces that pretty nice noise. The reason that I like that overhead compartment noise a lot is because it's like echoey and it's long and it's loud, but it's still like a solid latch, right? So there are some toolboxes that will latch and that that's a good noise too. There was this truck that came in to work from the detailing place and she was a horse vet. So she had a thing on the back of her truck full of like boxes and, but everything was secure because it was a truck. So she had a massive uh, workbench in there and everything was like latched nice and shut. And it had like those little pull tabs that you open and shut. So that was, those are like, that's a good noise too. It's not the same, but it's similar. And the, the car, the car shut door, the car, the car door shut That's um, probably also why I like the overhead compartments because it's not an everyday sound. It's rare. Do you have any interesting stories that relate to overhead bins? Something that happened in them? No, not yeah. any. Like I'll I can't really time. think of. I'll give you some time to think. But like when I, yeah. when I was moving back to Prague from DC, and I had bought that like custom skateboard, and I was yeah. just like I was just traveling with it like my personal item. The Tony Hawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. A- didn't someone say like, oh, is Tony Hawk here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, oh my yeah. God. You, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was the point. That was, Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that was the point of it. Because I was like, I was thinking, I was like, I had the, I had the skateboard up there. And I was like, I was trying to remember, someone like said something about it. Because yeah. before when we were boarding, I was in, 
uh, I don't know where I would, Milan or something. And the guy who like, you know, checks your ticket before you get, before you board into the gate, he was like, he was like, he was, he was like, you know, any tricks on that thing? Oh no, but yeah, you're right. Somebody asked. Yeah. How did you, that was my memory, Giovanna. You can't take that. That's Sorry. mine. Yeah. <laughs> That's my story about overhead compartments. There yeah. <laughs> I think somebody said that, right? Or was that a tweet that I saw? Well, Tony Hawk has like a string of tweets about him traveling. Yeah. Because- okay. That's not my memory. Yeah. That's Tony Hawk. No, but also because Tony Hawk put his skateboard up in there. Oh. That was that was the tweet. Okay, that wasn't my story. That was Tony Hawk. <laughs> Tony Hawk had his skateboard up there, right? That's yeah. that, I think yeah. that was a tweet. He had his skateboard up there, and someone's like, "Oh, is Tony Hawk here?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's me." And then the guy's like, <laughs> "Yeah, that string of tweets are just my absolute favorite because every time it's just." <laughs> So like the person will be checking his passport and they'll be like, oh, Tony Hawk, like the skateboarder. He's like, yeah, that's me. And they'll be like, ha, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that poor man. He just, he has to live in a constant existential crisis where nobody <laughs> believes that he's Tony Hawk. <laughs> but as far as my own memories, I guess. <laughs> I, the only ones I really have are just like of people being nice and handing me my luggage for me. I'm just like, I don't have to do much. <laughs> and how do those interactions go? Do they like literally look down at you and they're like, can I get you your luggage? Yeah, because it'll just be obvious, like, the my most vivid memory of it, which isn't much, it's exactly what it sounds like. Like, I was just standing there, and I had that pink, like, bubbly suitcase that we have, the little one, and I was just, like, standing and looking at it, and, like, people will have their elbows in my face, like, get, getting their stuff out, so I'm waiting my turn to, like, and also thinking in my head, how am I going to get that down, you know? So people, like, kind of see me just, like, look up, and they're like, oh, is that yours? And then just give it to me, <laughs> and I'm like, thank you, <laughs> and that's it. And how did you get it up there in the first place? Someone put it up there for me. Does that happen to you every time you fly that someone will put it up and someone takes it down? Yeah, pretty much. But oh. I haven't traveled in a while, so. You don't remember. And, but like I mentioned, I usually just have a carry-on and that's usually just a backpack. But there are some situations which I will have like a backpack and a suitcase, you know? Yeah. I, so. I almost always have like something that I'll put up there. Like if the seats yeah. are too small, then I'll even throw my backpack up there, which makes me very yeah. nervous with my laptop and stuff. Cause like some people they'll just like throw their suitcase on top of like your backpack and you're like, well, that's not good. Right. Um, let me think overhead. I think oh. that's the, well, that's the other thing about traveling is like, you always have a story. Like you always just have a fun story from traveling. It's always something different. You know, it's stressful, exciting, fun. It's always a good time. It's like a little joy for you, like a little fun sound. You know, it's, yeah. it's, not, it's not anything that you like need to hear to feel good. But when you do hear it, it's nice. I feel good. Yeah. I mean, I think I could, if it went long enough that I didn't hear it, I might, I'm, if I'm really having a hard time, I might go to YouTube and look it up. But Have I wouldn't watch the whole, no. no. You've never done that before. Because, but... no. Just because sometimes I hear similar sounds and and I know eventually I'll travel again, but like, if it really got that bad where I was just like, I haven't been on an airplane in six years and I just need that fixing of hearing that sound, I, I might. Would you play the other sounds in the airplane too? You'd have them all going on at once. Overhead bin, the, you know, light, the little light switch with the, you yeah. know, the seatbelts. I don't know. Probably like, I'll have like a clip of someone just talking, you know, like busy people talking. Maybe that'd be nice. Some like loud crunch wrappers in the back too baby crying in the background yeah baby crying some good coughing yeah ipad kid 
with his yeah. his headphones aren't plugged in so the sounds are coming <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it is a good sound yeah it's i'm small, it's a small one too it's like very short and subtle you know it's done in like a second not even it's like half a second and it's just so good um seagulls you like seagulls are huh? and why do you why do you like the sound of seagulls i think it just like reminds me of maine yeah but you live in maine yeah and i love maine so i don't hear of, seagulls every day though so any sort of like maine heavy sounds you'll like i don't really like the sound that deer make what sound do deer make they like scream i'm pretty sure they yell um they sneeze as well they go they do the thing um you don't like any but, of those deer sounds well, I like the the that horses do. They mm-hmm. were making that noise when we were detailing the cars today. They were like in the background just doing that, and it was great noise. I really like that. Not it doesn't beat the overhead compartment. That's yeah, for sure. I like I said, I didn't even have to think about it. Just absolutely no. But my favorite word, which is kind of like a sound because I like the way it sounds, but my mm-hmm. favorite word is blimp. I would also love to go on a blimp, but it's still a good word. So you like yeah. you like the word blimp because mm-hmm. you like the sound that the word blimp makes. Mm-hmm. Is it the B and the P that you like? Because there's a lot of words. There's a lot of words that have B and P in it. You know, like, like what bump, blimp. It is all of the letters combined, like the the B and the L, mm-hmm. and then the M and the P. Or just, it's mm-hmm. like all weird and fun. It doesn't come up in normal conversation. The word blimp does not come up in normal no. normal conversation ever. It rarely so ever does. I, the only time I really say it or hear it is like if you're on the topic of favorite words, <laughs> then I'll be like, oh, it's blimp. That's fine. And then I don't say the word blimp again for another like year until someone else asks me what's my favorite word. That's really yeah. interesting to have a favorite word that you almost never say. Do you think the rareness of it also sort of contributed contributes to it being your favorite? Yeah, of course. Because if you say it too much, you're going to get bored of it. Like, right. This is not that cool. It wasn't that special. But I can also see if a word is your favorite, you're just saying it over and over and over again. Yeah, but if you think that if you ate that pretzel bun sandwich every day for the rest of your life, you would still think it was your favorite sandwich? No. See, with food, it's not like that. But with a word, I can see myself saying my favorite word over and over again. But I don't know what my favorite word is. Exactly. Like if you say bowl 30 times in a row, you're going to be like... Bowl. Bowl is also a really good word. Bowl. 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 Because in English, it means so many things. Two yeah. bowl, right? A bowl. Yeah, it's just those two things. I don't know, like a bowl is like, you know, your physical object. Two bowl, right? That's a, that's your verb. Bowling, mm-hmm. that's a noun and a, and a verb. What else can be said about the overhead compartment sound? This sound of this is mm-hmm. similar to it. Okay, that's your AirPod That's a case. similar noise, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very small scale overhead compartment, you know. Please shut the overhead compartments. Do you have anything else to say about uh, air, these uh, overhead bins? I feel like that's all that has been said. You don't really um, seek them out. They mean uh, it's a very familial sound to you. It's a sound of travel, but it's like a very special, rare occurrence. I think that's it. That's- Ladies and gentlemen, as we're preparing for landing, the cabin attendants will collect the headphones shortly. 
Do you have any general thoughts about the importance of the sounds around us and our attachment to them? Well, sounds are like insanely important to me. I always say that, you know, if anyone ever asked, would you rather be blind or deaf? I would 100% rather be blind. I would hate to lose my sense of hearing, you know, because like you can watch your family members and the people that you love laughing, but you'll never be able to hear like that laugh. You can just watch them all laughing and you're like, oh, this is terrible. I'd rather just not see you, but hear that laugh and like be able to hear what you guys are talking about. And what do you think about this idea of each of us are tuned at different levels to specific sounds, right? Because like this sound of the overhead bin, I like that sound, but I would have never thought twice about it being like, oh, damn, that's like a really good sound. You know, like each of us, each of us has these sounds that we notice, but other people, nothing. It's, It's probably just the meaning behind it. I mean, there's definitely a handful of sounds that most human beings can agree on like a lot of people hate the word moist they hate the way that sounds crusty you know but then people do love to hear a baby laugh and they love to I don't know I guess there's like some specialized one but it it usually is because of like a memory you know what what is your favorite sound I don't know that's kind of one of the crazy things about this project is like I genuinely don't know what my favorite sound is like I talked a lot like in the last session that I did with my friend, I mentioned like the sound of the trams here. Like one of the trams has its own very specific little ding. And when I hear that sound, it's like, oh, I'm home. I'm in Prague. And I can like, you know, on a very quiet day in my room, I can like hear it because I have a tram stop right at the end of my building and I could hear it. And like, it just brings me just warmth and joy. So that's your, is that your favorite? Is that not your favorite sound then? it's my favorite though because it's like not like I wouldn't like go to YouTube and be like oh tram sounds but I don't do that with my favorite sound either I feel like for me like I also really love the sound of like rain and I would go to YouTube and I do when I type in like rain sounds because it's comforting and like a lot of people do that like that's why like these like rain sound playlists are so popular on YouTube because it is such a comforting sound for people but they're definitely yeah but they're definitely are sounds that like I tune into that nobody else would ever like think about you know the whir of a vending machine that's great but yeah I guess bottom line my favorite noise is the overhead compartment Welcome to Bangor, Maine, where the local time is 12.50. For your safety and the safety of those around you, please remain seated with your seatbelt securely fastened until the aircraft has come to a complete and final stop at the gate. At that time, the captain will turn off the fastened seatbelt sign, and this will be your only indication that it is safe to move about the cabin and collect any belongings you brought on board. Please use caution when opening overhead bins as items may have shifted. Also use caution when exiting the aircraft because the door is slightly lower than the ceiling. Just, you know, do what you want. Don't do anything you don't want to do. If you want to listen to your favorite noise, do it. If you don't have a favorite noise, that's fine. I also like the sound of like spring peepers. They they peep in the springtime when as they're like defrosting um, and coming out of hibernation, they they peep.
Sounds of Ourselves is produced and edited by me, Jan Tompkins. Special thanks go to today's guest, my beloved sister Giovanna, for letting us into her soundscape. And as always, to my sound mentor, Doug Arianas, for all his tireless help and guidance in creating a place for all of us to grow our own voices. Sounds of Ourselves' intro theme is The Sound by Human Highway. This episode's outro theme is Shy Little Frog Extended Edition by Sheryl. All the credits to the sounds you heard in today's episode can be found in the show notes. Sounds of Ourselves is supported by Anglo-American University's Sound Bricks Radio, a student-driven online radio station dedicated to encouraging cooperation, communication, and understanding between the students, instructors, and staff of AAU and the communities they serve through its diverse, informative, and progressive programming. For more information on Sound Bricks Radio or to listen to the other incredible programs at our station, visit soundbricks.airtime.pro. Until next time, may your days be filled with love, good food, and endless wonder. Happy listening. Happy listening.